0: On this episode of the DigiTavern Podcast, we discuss our day at the Crit Gamer Land. We talk about our time that was spent over there, our experience, our overall feelings of the East Texas Land Party. We jump into World of Warcraft lore, and we talk about the games that we have been playing. But first, we do a very brief catch-up with each other. Bard, if you'd be so kind as to roll that record, spin that record.
1: Spin it, roll it, I got you.
0: Barkeep, pour me a drink. Hey bar, spin that shit! So Drony, how have you been, man? It's you been kid. a week since we did some recording, um, but it's it's fine. You know, I think you needed you need a little bit of time, which is fine.
1: Yeah, we I had to take care of some things family wise, so it was kind of important for me to take that week off and just kind of like refocus my attention on certain things. But uh, we're back here, we're doing our thing, uh, we're catching back up. We've got a couple things that we're working on here, and uh, we're we're getting ready to, to kind of jump forward with our podcast, so um, I'm pretty excited. How have you been, Fredo?
0: I've been good. You know, I, I've been noticing some stuff, like uh like I listen to other podcasts. and
1: But not ours?
0: But, not, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I was catching up on some TV. Really, it's all I did. I watched some shows that I hadn't watched before. I think I watched Chernobyl, which was pretty cool.
1: See, I don't watch TV that much, so that's just I don't know I just can't watch TV like that anymore
0: I know but like I don't I don't watch TV like I used to I watch shows that I've been
1: told I should watch
0: that's kind of
1: I'm the complete opposite if someone tells me to watch a show if someone's like oh man this show's so good you should watch it I'm like no <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm i the complete opposite like if it's unless it's something like I am very interested in I probably won't watch it but, like, if someone says, hey, watch this, I'll be like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. But if I don't like it, I'm not going to follow through and watch all
1: of it. Nah, like, uh, For some reason, I just cannot watch shows that people tell me that they love or that everyone's about. Like, uh, what's that one with the drugs? Uh, Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, that show is amazing.
1: Every- what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm not saying it's not amazing. I'm just saying no. that I didn't want to watch it because everyone was telling me to watch it
0: you should watch it now
1: I'm not gonna watch it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that show was really good but no I, I watched Mr. Robot I have, I've been putting that out, f- off for like a really long time but I finally watched it and I watched Chernobyl dude that show was pretty good
1: I, I did not know what they, that is
0: they talk about uh? well it's a show about what happened at Chernobyl basically and all that and they just do a really good job of, like, really setting up the stage. And, like, that's just, that's the kind of shows I like. It kind of goes with what I, you know, enjoy doing in video games. If it's believable, if I can feel that I'm there, I really enjoy the, the
1: well, show. That's, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, at least they do that right. Um, that's That's a good thing. But since we've had that week to kind of, like, compress and kind of watch TV... Or just do what I had to do. Um, we had a, a good time and a good week to kind of think about how we experienced Crit Gamer. Uh, this is our first time going as a group because uh, you have been there before. Uh, but this time we went together. And for those people who don't know what Crit Gamer is about, uh, so pulling up from Crit Gamer's website, this is what they're about. Gamer was originally started in 2009 as a YouTube channel with an online blog for content creation and sharing. During the preliminary phases of the brand, we realized there was a demand for consistent land gaming community in our local area. In 2014, we started marketing as a land gaming community. Our primary focus is on creating an, a competitive, exciting gaming environment for the East Texas community. We have since built an organization that will continue to build on the traditions of a land BYOC and community gaming. These events are hosted quarterly at, at local venues with the help from our generous sponsors. Our goal is to expand this brand and the culture of land gaming across Texas and beyond. Crit Gamer. So that's kind of like what their mission statement is about. And it's pretty cool, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of it out there.
0: Yeah, I think they are. Uh- it's interesting to see how it's changed from when i first went i think pr- i touched briefly with one of like the organizers there when i was there and i talked about uh i was like yeah I, was- I remember i was here when it was in a church and it was like oh man that was such a long time ago like even to him he was like it was like a throwback
1: i saw that Apparent- I saw apparently apparently they the have
0: out. uh yeah apparently they have uh you know it says right here they have them quarterly so he said they've had about Seventeen, or something around that. Seventeen of these, which is quite a bit, you know.
1: That's kind of like a a, a big deal because obviously, I, I knew nothing about Crit Gamer and I wanted to kind of at least understand who they were, what they were trying to accomplish because it's kind of it's different because for those of people for the for the people who don't live in Texas. Like East Texas is pretty different. It's uh, not quite big city. There's no real big city out in East Texas. So it's very, just like pockets of communities and they're all kind of closely knit together. But Gamer is showing that those pockets of communities that are originally like small towns, small town living, they have a community for gaming and they know it and they're just bringing all that together and they're trying to build, or not trying, but they're building a community, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's
0: really interesting to see what they're doing there. I mean, uh, I know we had, uh, honestly, we had a better plan for going there, but I had to, I had something I had to do that evening of the game, so I kind of, yeah, I kind of had to cut it short, but it was okay. We still got to go. We still got to experience some of it, at least get your, like, idea of what the crit gamer is mm-hmm. but I definitely think we could have done it a little better if we would have stayed there the whole day because we yeah. were only there about half a day and I think it got to the point where like all right let's take a break but it was the point where we had to go home yeah which was and, yeah
1: and f- see that was that was the kind of the crazy thing about that but but before we get into that though when you when we got to crit gamer when we got in you know we set up everything what did you think when you first got there
0: like of the venue itself yeah or... what did you
1: think of the environment like what did you well, i
0: mean it was i mean i like that the people that we got there were like welcoming us and they were like kind of holding the door helping us out to get in there and set up they were very friendly mm-hmm. very personal kind of that makes any sense yeah like it's it's one of the things that i'm like yeah this is what i remember from the crit game like the guys all there, like want to talk to you when you first come in and it's really if you don't talk to them like i don't think we talked to them as much this year but they're very there to engage they're like there to engage with you if you want to but they're also they'll leave you alone if you just want to go there and game yeah and, and it's do, a very I small like venue them.
1: um yeah to have this kind of event because maybe it's because that's what they can only work with or maybe because they don't really have a lot of people coming in but it was a very small event and it was very intimate so like it's kind of like what you said like if you wanted to talk you could totally talk to somebody but i think for us we went into this knowing that we were only going to have about maybe eight hours maybe six eight to eight hours to actually game so i think we kind of focused a lot on just trying to play some games instead of doing anything else really
0: yeah and that's like i said earlier it's uh usually that's when we would have probably taken a break and walked around chatted with people but yeah unfortunately we had to leave yeah we were strapped for time yeah and that kind of felt rushed like the whole time i was there personally me, I, did too. I had to be somewhere i didn't have a time to kind of just sit and relax but that's really not on them. Like i want to emphasize it, it w- yeah it wasn't on them no nah, it was not- mostly on us that yeah we just had we had that limited time but I, yeah i did enjoy i did enjoy it like when i came in there like i liked i liked the venue
1: yeah um, it, it, it did was, get it, it did get pretty hot though at one point
0: yeah i don't know that was you bro like i couldn't i, I don't know what you're talking about
1: i had to get up i had to leave because i was i
0: you had to go out into the Texas, the hot East Texas sun, which I was like, it's hotter outside. But right.
1: I, I rather be in that heat than like this stale heat. Like I. Maybe you just needed some up.
0: ventilation in there or something.
1: Maybe I don't know, but I was dying at one point.
0: Uh, but I was, I don't know. Maybe it was a Red Bull you dread.
1: Probably. I did. <laughs> that was another up.
0: cool thing, man. They had they had free drinks for everyone.
1: That is another thing. Like they're very. Uh, What's the word? Uh, compensating?
0: Humble. I was mm-hmm. going to say
1: humble. No. <laughs> uh, generous. Sure. Generous is a good word.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they. I mean we had cake at one.
1: Yeah, but it was for somebody's birthday. Yeah. But uh, the cool thing about Kukami this year is that we actually went there with two of our friends, or well, one that I just met, uh, but I know of him, which is Matt and David, and David went with us to QuakeCon and so it was kind of like four people again kind of going to a land party and again this is the second time we've done this this year so it's pretty cool to like be able to do these things and and to kind of like bring ourselves to this stuff and experience new fun things so i enjoyed it i thought it was cool and actually when i was talking to david on the way back uh, back home to dallas david was like he really enjoyed it he was saying that he would love to go back and if they had another one in the winter time that maybe we should go to that one as well yeah and I think if it's
0: quarterly I'm sure they will have one right in the winter I don't know if this one was the summer one because I know the crit gamer guys I do go to QuakeCon
1: yeah Um, they were talking about it when we got there Uh, they I don't think some of them were able to make it this year but they're like yeah we went last year
0: yeah it'd be great to meet them up there Yeah, and you know what I like, too, though? like about going to these events and stuff. We just set that time apart for ourselves to get together and game. And so even when we were there, we were already talking about what's the next one. Like, what are we doing next? Yeah. Because I know me and Matthew were talking about, uh, on the way back, he was saying, you know what, I'm going to have that LAN party at my house. I was like, heck, yeah. I've been looking forward to having a LAN at at Matt's house since he, he bought a new home a couple years back and ever since then we've been you know playing around with doing a a really nice land party at his his house and he said he's finally gonna do it and I know when me you and David were driving up there he was talking about like having another one which is awesome
1: and that's and this is kind of like like we're adults now we can do this and our mothers can't tell us anything (laughs) so (laughs) so it's fun to do these kind of things and this land was kind of like i don't know i feel like what we've been doing this year as far as the digitavern is concerned i feel like we're doing like good work to like put ourselves out there now like we're kind of doing things as a group and building us maybe we're not like building our brand out into the world but we're building us we're doing the things that we do and the, the crazy thing is like we just we do it anyways like Today is, though we're recording today on Saturday, uh, today is our D&D night, so we're picking that back up, and that's when the other part of the Digi Tavern kind of gets together and does that. So it's like, we, we do a lot of things together, and, and like we have a, co- a sense of community. And uh, I got a special guest for you tonight, though. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. And I can't tell you, but...
0: Is your mom? <laughs> 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 Stupid.
1: Hey man, my brother listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry,
0: sorry, <Join> his brother. <laughs> please don't, please don't beat me up.
1: You never know. Um, but yeah, it's kind of funny because like we we're growing some stuff here, and it's pretty cool. And and I look forward to like doing it again. And maybe if it's at Mats or if it's another crit gamer, or hell, if we have to wait all the way till QuakeCon, who knows? Or fuck, maybe even DreamHack. Like we never know. Like, there's so many things and so many possibilities, and that's probably the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, I do enjoy that.
1: Now, as far as the event, Crit Gamer, we did some gaming, we played some stuff, we were rushed for time, and it made things a little uncomfortable, but that was our fault. Nothing against Crit Gamer. So, honestly, I'm gonna take a second here. Let's take a second really quickly, and just to show some appreciation to Crit Gamer, if you guys are interested in looking up Crit Gamer at all, if you're based in east texas or if you're just really close and you don't mind driving an hour and a half two hours crit gamer is one of those places that you should kind of look up follow their twitter it's at crit gamer and they're pretty cool about putting things up and they have really cool sponsors i think it was gam diaz this year that kind of gave out uh, a keyboard a mouse i believe a headset and then they gave some other prizes out as well and so that was cool those are cool things that they're doing out there and the fact that they have the sponsorship and the support from the community, that's even better. Because this year it was held in a fire department's storage house? I don't even know what that was.
0: It's probably like their community center. Like a small community center for the fire departments. Maybe yeah. like where they would host like events or something.
1: We well, see, and that to me was like kind of cool because it, it was kind of like the city or the town of like Terra or or Tyler Terrell Tyler saying hey you nerds are all right but you get yeah. this strangely ventilated space that will give me a headache <laughs> and it gave me a headache
0: <laughs> it, it, I have a feeling if they do it there again in the winter it'd be much better not have, yeah, yeah. Have this issue. it was just extremely hot that day yeah it was a very hot day yeah it was plus hot. all the PCs that are in there running I don't mm-hmm. think the AC was ready for it but
1: they broke uh, one of the one of the uh not servers but uh they had a, an electrical spike at one point oof and like the whole front row where the hosts were sitting it all turned off
0: now one of the things that impressed me too is the way they set up their uh, their network yeah like you can't just plug in and start going you have to
1: learn that the hard way <laughs> Yeah,
0: you have to kind of You really have to read the rules that they had on there, like the you know don't do this, don't do that. And once you agree, then you get you know the network. And that's it. Just 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 goes to show like the knowledge that those guys have, because I remember last time it was it was similar to that. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys was discussing and saying that like that's that's his job. Like he does that for a living. He goes up and sets up networks and stuff. So that was pretty cool.
1: Well, all in all, I think we can agree that Creek Gamer out in East Texas or East Texas land—they're doing a great job. They're doing great work out there and building their community, and uh, allowing people like us to kind of hang out with them, even if it is for a couple of hours. So Creek Gamer, thank you. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely definitely want to go back
1: for sure. So as we kind of continue on with our podcast of the week we are working towards lore books the podcast that is going to be about lore and all the cool things and you are currently reading volume three of world of warcraft chronicles so and you had some things that you had in mind that you wanted to talk about and well,
0: it's mostly mostly questions sure than answers
1: well, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. And, and you know, here at the we're all about discussion, especially about lore. But, uh, so let, let's get into it. One of the questions you had was about the world trees. And we have done this before in the past. It was really kind of weird how we kind of talked about it because it, I was, you kind of put me on the spot there making and I felt like I was like, Oh God, is this what the devs feel like? This is terrible. Like, <laughs> Like, just asking questions. Yeah, just like, like asking questions. Is yeah, what is Nordrassil? this? What is this? And it's like, well, I don't know. Leave me alone. But a couple things that we start off with is uh, the World Tree, and in particular, Nordrassil.
0: And From my understanding, Nordrassil is the Night Elves, kind of like their first tree, right? It's what gives them their immortality. Yeah. It's kind of what gives them their their their, their connection to the emerald dream like it's it's really it's like their it's like their mom basically
1: sure if if that's how you want to put it
0: (laughs) i don't know how else to put it like it's their their connection to everything that is what they are
1: well the thing is is like these world trees were are kind of like an extension and and we talked about this last time like there's a lot of extensions of the Titans in this world and the reason for that is, is because the Titans really don't want to lose Azeroth to any kind of corruption. And when when the Titans kind of gave certain beings abilities and powers, one of those beings that they gave to was the dragon aspects. And it was kind of like, "Hey guys, you have kind of our power." And we're kind of leaving you to kind of watch over this world and planet. So take care of it. Don't screw the pooch. Be safe. But we're never going to see you again. Peace you out. You know that,
0: what that reminds me of? Kind of the uh, like the wizards in Lord of the Rings. How they kind of they're yeah. not they're not like human, but they're like kind of angels, kind of like there just to set to keep the
1: peace, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's kind of kind of what the dragon aspects remind me of. And that's a f- and
1: that's a fair comparison because I mean even like Gandalf was returned because his job wasn't done and he was on borrowed time when he was Gandalf the White. So like that's kind of true. Um, however the dragon aspects really helped the Nine Elves kind of set their empire throughout all of Kalimdor an ancient calendar, I should say. And ancient calendar, as I'm sure you have read at this point, is like Pangea one giant, massive, swelling continent that everybody lived on until the sundering, which is the explosion of the continent as it just breaks and broke away into different parts of the world.
0: And that's how you get that little spiral in the center of the map?
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. The vertex? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's called the Sundering. And that was a massive cataclysmic event that almost destroyed the world. But in truth, it was just uh, repelling back the bad guys and sealing the portal.
0: So let's take it back to Notre Dame, right? Do it. it. Um, at one point, it was subject to disease and aging. Was that by... Um, like who did that? Was that that one guy named xavius or something like that
1: okay so so xavius is this like satyr and in world of warcraft lore the satyrs and the naga which are the fish-like people and not the not the murlocs but the fish-like people that kind of carry the tridents around those are like nightborn, and so like the night born in legion so those that didn't weren't like killed off or didn't die they were turned into these creatures it was almost as a punishment so and xavius is like one of the biggest ones of them all and he's like he's a big jerk yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but was he the one who kind of plunged nodrasil into the you know because at one point, doesn't that tree get destroyed? Or it's, like, it's being destroyed or something?
1: Well, the thing is, like, Xavius is one of these characters that's, like, one of the biggest bad guys for the Night Elves because he's kind of... He, he really wants to kind of see the world burn and turn and twist itself. So, like, he's always, like, trying to put a wrench in the, in the plan of the Night Elves because that's just what he does. Even, like when you first play classic or when you first make a character in World of Warcraft as a night elf when you're leaving the starting zone, there's a little there's a Seder actually there and he's like, Hey, come do come do some missions for me real fast and you'll do them and then he's like, Sucker, I got you to do a mission for me. Now I'm gonna corrupt this area. You guys It's like Got him Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is it's like that's how you learn like satyrs are kind of like they're like tricksters but the xavius is the biggest one of them all and he has been out has had it out for like the night elves forever and so so xavius is actually the one who kind of like tricks some of our big important characters in the night elf community and one of those people is fendril um but fendril stage help for
0: those of you who do not know
1: yeah and it's stag <laughs> helm stag helm
0: i said stage stage helm that's what i
1: said stage helm coming from I the said left arch-
0: side arch druid fandral stage stag helm stag helm not it's more stage
1: stage jazz hands and everything that it implies um uh, but no, like, Nordersale was, like, one of, was one of the biggest trees, was one of the world trees that kind of connected the night of people to their immortality. But in Warcraft 3, during the Third War, Archimonde begins to attack the tree. Because this is, like, their move to, like, destroy Azeroth and to completely annihilate it. Because that's what Sagaris wants. He wants to kind of destroy this planet. That's what he's sure. always doing. But, Malfurion, along with the team of, like, Thrall, Jaina, the Alliance, and Horde, he makes a plan to sacrifice the Night Elf's immortality to banish Archimonde, which he's able to do, and, poof, done. He's gone. That's a
0: big, that's a big sacrifice. Yeah,
1: and, he, and the thing is, like, it's kind of like a big deal because... Like you said, and then, like Lord of the Rings, for an elf to give their immortality to someone, it, it, it's a big thing. It's a big task. Like when she—I oh, figured her name—but when she gives her her star or her immortality to Aragorn, it's a big deal. They're like, "Why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this for him. He's a human." Talk about Arwen? Yeah, yeah, Arwen. It's like why are you giving him your mortality like like he that's so dumb but she's like it's mine to give so it's kind of a big deal for elves to give up their immortality and for malfurion to make the decision for everyone was even bigger and but it banished Archimond, and it saved the world
0: so i think at this point vandral's like i want that back right because he is himself a, uh, an elf, right? A night elf? Yeah. So he is like, how about we just plant a new one? Y-
1: yeah, see, and, and as you play WoW, I've grown to not like Vangel because he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> 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 because he's more offensive minded than anything else like he wants to kind of create a very ba- a big he wants to re-expand the night of uh, influence he wants to make a, a mighty military he wants to do all these things where it's like Tyrande and Malfurion they're not like that they're like we we they're not passive but they kind of are and that was one of the biggest things about like going into battle for Azeroth because in Battle for Azeroth, there's this really cool trailer where Tyrande and Malfurion are going out there, and they're just, like, shutting it down. Like, they're killing uh, undead or forsaken. They're knocking out hordes. Like, they're just, like, crack They're taking names and kicking ass. And it's the coolest thing. It's the coolest video in the world. And the reason why it is is because you've never seen them do this. Like, Tyrande isn't a badass. She's not. But she is. She's a great leader. She's level-headed. She's smart. She's cunning. She's caring. But she's not like a military leader. But in this video, oh she man, she gets down. She gets down. And there's even a scene where like Ma in terms to bear form, and he just starts like tearing people apart. It's awesome. And the thing is like, none of that happens until you push them. And one of the biggest criticisms that Nine Elves get is that they're too passive. That they just let things happen. And that's why, like, Fandral's like, we need to make a bigger military. We need to have more people and like, spread our influence. And they're like, hey, dude, calm down. And that's But I he-
0: mean, in hindsight, do you think he was wrong to do that?
1: I think he was wrong to do it because he did it. His way, and the thing is, like when he started planting new trees, he did it on his own without the permission of the Senarian Circle or the Dragon Aspects, and that proved to be a really bad decision. Because I think he
0: built, uh, he did uh, Androsil or something was one of the first ones he tried to
1: right to create, and this is back in in a, a long time ago, like when he started. Planting off like different trees. So basically, he took like branches or roots from Nordrasil and started mixing them with this mineral called Serenite. And he started planting them places. One of the biggest ones that he planted was in Northern. End. And Northern End is uh, where Wrath of the Lich King takes place. Uh, the Frozen Throne is there. Big, big lore. And the tree just became, began to grow. And it was a beautiful tree for the longest time ever. But the thing is, like, because it wasn't really sanctioned or protected by the aspects, it wasn't given their blessing. It was subject to corruption. And that's exactly what happened. And I think after that, like, Fendro lost a lot of credit. Like, he's a smart guy. He knows his thing. He's one of, like, Malfurion's best students. He
0: was also, like, jealous of him, right? And I know at one point he, he like, banishes Malfurion to the Shadow Realm. Like, was that before he planted the trees or, like,
1: after? Well, that was was after. And that has to do a lot with the fact that Xavius, when he was implementing his nightmare into, like, the Emerald Dream and into the Night Elf community, he did it through Fendril. Because he knew Fendril... And this is my this is my
0: Fendrel lost his son, right?
1: Uh, I don't I know anything about that. Like I don't know his whole story, but as far as when it comes to Malfurion and Fendril, my opinion was like Fendril always felt that he had something to gain over Malfurion. and Xavius used that against him.
0: He also I think I read this in the chapter that I was reading that he, he did have a son I think his name was Faustin stage him.
1: What? stage Staghelm. Stag him. <laughs> him
0: and uh I think he passed away I don't know exactly how but uh Xavius was kind of you know like holding the carrot out like at one point he used some sort of vision or aspect to take form of his son and kind of convince him that he oh. is alive like he like convinced him like like hey you know do this for me and if you if we do rebuild this back or we get the trees back like i can come back kind of so i think that that was a big i mean the love for a son i'm guessing it's it's a big motivation to do all these things that you probably shouldn't be doing
1: i mean that makes a lot more sense because uh, that makes me dislike him a little less, but <laughs> I'm still not the he's, biggest he's fan.
0: Still, of I mean, he's still banished, freaking Malfurion. Too. I, yeah, I think the Emerald Dream, but Malfurion was like, well, I mean, I was, I was born in darkness, you know, and he basically just started working because that's his. He was basically home.
1: I see that. That's my understanding. And that's the cool thing about Malfurion is that, like, when he was taught how to, like. Use his druidic powers, he excelled at it, and that's why he is like the number one druid of all the night of people because, like, he was so quick to learn all that stuff and he had a connection to the to nature that others didn't. And I mean, like, Cenarius is trying to teach Malfurion and Illidan at the same time, but Illidan's like, Nah, I'm good, I'm just here to impress Tyrande. But Tyrande's like, You don't impress me, fool. Like Mafurian <laughs> he's yeah, impressive. Yeah,
0: hits the weights though.
1: That's that's my boo right there, and like that was like the biggest thing. So it's like, um like, Mafurian is one of my favorite characters because he's just that could bench smart. A world tree. Yeah, basically, probably could bench two. <laughs> and and the thing is like it's just cool. Like it's a good honestly, it's a good power couple, and that's what's one of the big reasons why I like them. But uh, but yeah, so like. Fendril is is there's a there's a big reason there's a good reason why Fendril in my opinion could be or should be jealous of Mafia because he does a lot but you know Fendril he has the the he has the night of people in his heart and his deeds like he's looking out for them but the thing is like he goes about it all wrong and that's when that's when um, the tree that he planted in northern end uh andrusil starts getting corrupted and it starts getting corrupted by one of the old gods that kind of sits deep inside azeroth's core and started to kind of convert and corrupt the tree uh, at that point mafurin is actually returns from the shadow realm and he's like what the hell is this
0: isn't the emerald dream not the shadow
1: realm well yeah he re- well he turns from where he was stuck
0: yeah, I just said a shadow realm because you know I like Yu Gi Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yu Gi Boy. Yu Gi Boy. Uh, but yeah, when he comes back, he's just like, he sees the tree and he's like, "Why? What? What, what, what is this? Like, what, what's going on here? Why is it? Why is it here?" He's like, what is this? And but the, the thing is, like, it starts corrupting the land itself. Like, a lot of the four bulgs out there start getting start becoming overly aggressive and this is kind of like this is really cool because like when you go to northern you see like huge massive logs spread out and one of the biggest logs is in um grizzly hills and you just see like four bulks are just like taking up living inside there and even in legion we have to go back to that area to kind of reanimate the the claws of uh Oh shoot! I forget his name. Uh, one oh, claws of Ursok, and that's kind of a cool thing. So like all the lore ties to itself, but yeah, my fear was like we got to take this down. Like sorry, dude, like this is, it's gonna hurt you, but that's fine. So like he just they they tore down the the the, the tree Andrasil, and they renamed it Vordrussil, which is like corrupted tree or like warning of like what could happen, and that's why they. That's why they're not quick to plant trees like that. Like, it's a thing they can do, but it's so risky. Interesting. And so that's how we kind of move forward and kind of get into Teldracell. And Teldracell, as you know, is the starting zone for all Night Elves.
0: The crown of the Earth, a.k.a.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorite zones, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think the city of Darnassus is where you start off with this which is just a, that tree is so massive it has like cities inside
1: yeah it's great RIP Spoiler. I'm
0: guessing it's um, I know they have limitations right like when they do create these games but yeah. I'm guessing like the city was probably map, like bigger than what it is in the game sure because right? in the game it was just like a tree within a tree kind of yeah i'm guessing like you know it's probably if we get into the lore of nasa i'm guessing it's probably like a massive city
1: yeah it's like a massive booming city with like a full functioning economy Uh, like this is like their capital so yeah of course like it's it's in game it's you know it's big but like in lore it's probably much bigger
0: that's one of those things we kind of We kind of have to just imagine ourselves because there was limitations in games you know you can't go everywhere
1: i mean the other thing is like the nine elf people once had a massive empire and it was really big it was all over kalimdor and i think a a part of me feels like maybe there is a reason for it to be small because they've learned they tired of
0: doing it again
1: well, no, well not necessarily tired but I've, I think it's more so like it's a learning lesson to not get too big to like to stay a decent size that's good enough for the people and good, good enough for you to build your influence but not so much to like you don't need to have a booming empire like you they don't became
0: minimalists.
1: yeah like and that's the thing. And, and going back to the whole Night thing where it's like, oh, they're cowards. All they do is kind of hide in their trees. It, it's kind of true. They did kind of hide in their trees a lot during Warcraft. And they take a lot of flack for it. But it was certain events like Warsaw Gulch that took them out and forced their hands to join combat. And like that's one of the cool things about the night of people is like they care a lot about about their home like the world like the world is their home like all of it and i don't think they need to have a massive empire to show you that that's their home you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i know what you mean
1: and, and honestly that's one of the big reasons why i'm probably a night elf for life and wow <laughs> yeah every time
0: i see you playing you're either a night elf or- or a blood, elf, like a blood elf, I think.
1: Uh, I, I have a blood elf, but it's usually night elf or draenei.
0: I hope. I hope one day we get into the whole blood elf, night elf thing. I think that's very interesting.
1: Too. Oh yeah. Well, it's funny because like since we're getting into like Warcraft three, and we're moving into World War- of Warcraft, it's already happened. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> we're just not talking about it yet.
0: I mean, we could talk about the founding of Durotar. I mean, that was interesting. Yeah. I was reading
1: about that. Yeah. And so, like, whereas the Night Elves, whereas, like, the Night Elves are, like, the alliance race to cover, uh, Durotar is the, the Horde. You know, like, that's, like, where they're, that's their kingdom, um, forged out of, like, necessity, really.
0: Yeah. They had nowhere else to go, kind of. Pretty much. Uh, from my understanding it's it's an East Kalindor Kalindor um, I think Durot- Durotar was named after Durotan which was uh, Thrall's father now does this uh, I saw the movie right yeah is this kind of that
1: no <laughs>
0: alright alright
1: <laughs> no, no but Durotan Durotar is named after Durotan which is the main character in that movie
0: Durotar right
1: yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: so the movie was about Thrall's father.
1: The movie is about is is uh. The movie is kind of a combination of a lot of things. But it's mostly about the first horde going beyond the dark portal.
0: Like, Coming to Azeroth. Yeah,
1: like this is Warcraft, orcs versus humans, basically
0: all right that makes sense
1: and that and yeah so like duratar or duraton is leader is the main character for the horde whereas like king varian rin or king anduin uh are the main characters on the alliance so it's like it's a weird combination like if we want to talk about like where the movie went wrong
0: Ah, uh, we can leave that for another time. Yeah,
1: we can leave that for another day because there's a lot of, like, mad discrepancies going on in that film. I'm just like, no. No. No! <laughs> well,
0: one, of, one of the questions I had for you uh, regarding, like, Durotar is, um, I think it's like a desert, right? Like, the whole area.
1: Yeah, it, it takes place in the Barrens of, like, of where it's and from
0: at. My, from my understanding... Thrall was like, you know what, it's gonna suck, but this is our punishment for what we did in the past. And, like, I was interested in, like, what did they do?
1: Well, that's things like, Thrall takes a lot of, uh, he puts a like, early on, like, early Thrall. Because, like, right now, as we kind of get into it, I don't know how much you know about Thrall, but early Thrall, took a lot of weight, put a lot of weight on his shoulders. Like, he felt like he had to make amends for a lot of things that the Horde kind of did during Warcraft One and That's Two. That's what he's talking about. Though. Yeah, because like by taking the blood of Manneroth, like in the movie, uh, Gul'dan is like turning them into like uh like Fell Orcs by like magic, right? Whereas in the game, it was actually an offer given by one of these Pit Lords, which is one of these demons, these these uh, beasts. Uh, massive in size, that had all the orcs basically drink his blood, and then they became fail orcs. So there's a big difference there. And The thing is, like, these orcs did it willingly. Like it wasn't like, pull my arm, they yeah, tricked or anything. No, they weren't tricked. They were they were f- they did it willingly because they knew if they did this, then they could be the conquering horde orcs that they were always meant to be. And that's why Thrall probably feels like, this is my, this is our punish- punishment now. Like, we're in a land that doesn't want us. We are in a land that's hard to survive in. And if we can survive here, then maybe we can actually start to build something. And sure enough, he was able to build Tuatar.
0: And then they have the capital, which is Orgrimmar.
1: Yeah. And
0: from my understanding, it's a bit like a massive city as well. It's just a big.
1: It's like the coward, ca- it's like a castle. Like think of it like yeah. a castle, like a castle complex, basically. Like Orgrimmar is like the big city, but one big giant castle complex, where the capital sits. So Duotar is the land, and Orgrimmar is the city. And and the cool thing about see like Thrall is, is very much. A man of honor and respects the old ways, uh, because like even like the name, Agram Orgrim or Agrammar is named after Agram Doomhammer, uh, uh, the former war chief of the Horde, and so he's he's very respectable through all. And that's why he's a big character for a lot of people. He brings like traditions, kind of. Yeah, it, he he brings in traditions, but he's not afraid of like. He's not afraid of his past of his past and he's not afraid of moving forward and being progressive about it and that's the thing it's like and we'll get into this in lore books but there's just this, this is big stigma against orcs that they're still the same way they used to be like that they're just blood crazy and blood hungry and they just want to kill everybody that's not true that's not true anymore yeah, Thrall
0: is kind of the the exception to that like hit, hit him and his people I think at one point I don't know if I want to talk about it yet but like at one point he even forms an alliance with like Jaina right
1: yeah yeah I mean it's like I mean and that happens in Warcraft 3 when they have to like push back Archimond. like going back to what we talked about earlier like the alliance and the horde ha- had to team up together and they did so with Thrall with Thrall's influence and even after like Thrall still has a lot of influence in helping the human crisis or human problems he's
0: there's still that stigma of orcs yeah know? there's and, still people and that are like it's a human kill thing. On sight,
1: yeah it's a human know? thing and that's the thing it's like
0: I mean we're our flawed too well not us but the Hewer Hewer how do you call him?
1: Hearer. Are
0: they just humans? Humans. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just humans, right? And they're they're not perfect themselves. No. The Alliance is not perfect.
1: No, so. not at all. And that's the thing is like, willing to accept his flaws and everything. Whereas the humans are kind of like, still thinking to themselves that they're perfect in all a lot mighty. of ways. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people don't like Alliance because they're so stand on ceremony and honestly that's one of the reasons why i don't like the alliance but i'm a big night off fan, so you do what you got to do
0: <laughs> sell out
1: i know <laughs> but uh so like those are kind of the topics that we're looking forward to really getting into detail in lore books and i think we're kind of really starting to come to our own as far as like how we want to present it to you guys and um, and we're, we're really excited but lore books is still need some time and, uh, but until then we'll, we'll keep talking about some lore and we'll keep talking about things that are interesting to us so
0: for sure man I mean I'm looking forward to this I, I'm learning a lot myself so it's really awesome stay tuned for the lore books I mean we'll, we'll have similar discussions to these
1: so with that let's we can totally move into our DigiChat segment where we get down
0: trademark trademark
1: <laughs> trademark <laughs> tm just get s- sued symbol digi uh what's that digimon come after us yeah they're gonna do bandai it. namco bandai are they still around
0: bandai namco yeah yeah dude they just had like a like a big influence at tokyo game show
1: i guess that's, yeah i guess that's true i don't know why i was thinking like toys r us is in, in business are they still making toys r us <laughs> I was like are they still making toys? I have no idea. Nah, they
0: were smart. They they kind of shifted towards video game, and that's kind of where they're at now. That's
1: right. I forgot about that. But with that in mind, uh, what you playing?
0: I've been playing some Destiny, trying to catch. Uh, I did reach level cap as far as the base game goes, which is thirty. Uh, so now I'm just kind of going around trying to finish all of the uh, quests that are on there.
1: That's a, uh, that's a game I didn't expect to play at uh crit gamer but i ended up playing a lot of destiny
0: yeah i think you got into uh you were in the doing the crucible for a little while right
1: yeah i was i was i was getting back into my old mode as well which is great still,
0: yeah we didn't even talk about what we played at crit gamer I
1: still got it
0: <laughs> what did you play at Crit gamer besides uh destiny
1: that was it like i tried to play a little bit of wow but there was early when we got there like the lights were on And I've got one of these like glass screens on my monitors, so I couldn't see anything. was this nasty reflection. I was like, "Ugh."
0: I think I remember you finding like a new setting on your t on your monitor, and you were so excited about
1: it. Yeah, it's like dynamic lighting, so it adjusts to the in-game. How long have you
0: had it for? (laughs) Like
1: six years. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Shut up. Um, but yeah, like I I didn't play anything else. Honestly, like, I honestly just played Destiny. Uh, I tried. I played
0: Destiny and then uh, I installed. Well, I logged in, finally created a character for World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft Classic.
1: Yeah, you need to get into that more.
0: Which is totally done because that character, I'm not even going to log into it anymore because I had created a different one because he told me to go to a different server. So I was like. Well, that guy's done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, but it's not my—it's not my fault because.
0: Well, I mean, at least I didn't spend like a good amount of time on it. Otherwise, I would have been like,
1: oh, I mean, I'm here. I mean, you could be like me. Like, I put, I got to level nineteen on my main server, which is Mankirk, and then some people from work were like, "Yo, we're gonna get in white main," I was like. I don't want to start all over again, but I'm already level <laughs> But I'm at level twelve already, so I'm almost there. And I'm like, you know what? It's okay. I'll start over. So, I'm I've been basically doing the same thing for almost a month now.
0: What World of Warcraft?
1: No, like the same character, like the same zones oh. and same quests. I've been doing them for Oof, like three weeks sad. now. That's okay. I'm, I'm that's not, fine. I'm not mad. I'm enjoying myself. But uh, that's another thing that we. Have to figure out like we have to go into a land next time whenever we do it. Playing the oh, same no, we'll game we're playing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Like at one point I downloaded or I took a save file from Matt's computer to play Sniper Elite, which I already uninstalled because I don't have space <laughs> on my computer. But yeah, I played Sniper Elite four. Uh, me and Matt, like, we put it on the second to hardest difficulty, where like, gunshots are like real and all this, and it cheesed us off because we can get taken down with like two or three hits, but we take a sniper rifle to an enemy, and it takes three like three shots to kill them. We're like, this is stupid. So- but, like, they they're hitting us with a pistol, and we take two or three shots, and we're down but we shoot them with a sniper rifle two or three times and they're still kicking I'm like oh sounds like you suck <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it's we're thinking of going to the hardest difficulty just to see if it's more like who shoots first kind of wins kind of thing you know like in real real combat would probably take take a feel like kind of we'll see we also I mean, I know I'm playing with uh, all of my hood off like, I have no map. I have no icons of where the enemies are coming from. So yeah. I rely a lot on sound. And it does, it, they do a good job on, like, telling me where these guys are coming from. Because I'll be playing, I'll be hunkered down, like, sniping in my scope. And then, like, behind me, I'll hear some guys, like, like, oh, man, they're coming.
1: So David saw you playing that way. And he kind of nudged me over. He goes, hey, hey, Johnny, hey, Johnny." Look at this bitch over here. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I was like... I was like, what's he doing? And he's like, look at this bitch over here playing with no HUD. His immersion. <laughs> um, Jealous. And then, like... And then, uh, there was at one point you showed me, like, this kill shot. And you, like... You looked at me you were like, check this out. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I was like, but that wasn't you. And you like, no. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> that was... I told David, I, I told David, I was like, David, I was like, he tried to pass off pass off one of Matt's shots as his own. And I was like, you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like,
0: <laughs> god damn. Yeah, I did play Sniper Elite 4, which is a really cool game. I like it. Yeah, me and Matt started playing Sniper Elite, I think in Sniper Elite 2. Uh, just randomly, I think we both picked it up on sale, or we both had it for some reason. And then we played three and then when 4 came out we were like super excited like we were keeping up with like the development and all that and i think the the last year that me and him were at Quakecon that's basically all me and he played
1: see i'm looking like i like the idea of of like playing these games like how we played them but i just i was just thinking about like if we land again like, what are we playing? Like, what's, what's, what are we going to do? And Matt was saying that he had ESO, which was, I thought was pretty dope, but he didn't have it installed and it wasn't updated. And I was like, damn, that sucks. And I don't know, like, Travis is getting back into Destiny, I think, when it comes to Steam. If Adam plays Destiny and then now Joe has a computer and he could play Destiny, like, we could start doing, like, raids and stuff like that. Like, getting really. Not raids, but and not just Destiny. I guess I'm trying to say is like we could actually get like some hardcore PC gaming going on here.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it'd be awesome, honestly. It,
1: it would be like, like I've never played Siege before.
0: That way, I can scream at all of you. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable screaming at strangers. But you guys—that's eh. exactly
1: who you're supposed to scream at. Okay, new segment. <laughs> Do you scream when you play online games? I do. <laughs>
0: I don't. I barely talk.
1: See, some people will say like you're the re- you're the problem then.
0: No, because I call like I'll call off what I need to call off.
1: Interesting. See, I don't like to talk either, honestly. But like, like when
0: I was playing uh like mm like multiplayer like Dota 2, you know. All I would say is what I needed to say like yeah hey, there, there's there's someone in the jungle or there's people going down got a jun- to the bottom towers got a
1: jungler got a jungler
0: I just I got my ult ultimate up or stuff like that I used know? to
1: ping ping the hell out of, out of stuff in those games like, but, but
0: then the PB people were talking about, like, dude, why did you do that? Why why did you go this way? Why are you in here? Why, why are you doing why, this?
1: Why don't why did you take that item and not this item? Are you not trying to, like, why are you not taking health steal? Like, what's going on with you? And I'm just like, dude, shut yeah, the fuck up. Like, there's, there's
0: people like that. Like, I don't do that. Or also, like, if I mess up, I don't scream at someone. Like, hey, you should be over here. What are you doing?
1: When I first started playing Heroes of the Storm, the very first day that I installed that game...
0: You got called a new Ubuntu told to uninstall.
1: <laughs> no, no, like, like, I installed the game, started playing it, and it took me some time to adjust to it because I had played League for a minute, which was the worst decision I've ever made in my life, and then I played Heroes of the Storm. After the game was over, some guy who clearly was bad at English, uh, told all of us to cut our hands off. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: I was that was like, your first, the first experience. With yeah, the game.
1: that was my first experience with it, and I was like, "Wow, what a dick!" But I don't. Know, but th- that's the thing: is like toxicity exists in in games, in all games, and it's going to be a thing, and it's just a matter of how you deal with it. And I'm
0: more of a chill. Like if I'm in, if I'm in here, uh, I mean, you've played games
1: with me before. Yeah, and you've played, you've played games with me. So like, when I play Overwatch, like. I'm like, okay, go here, do this. And what do
0: I do? Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> what do I say?
1: I don't know. I'd, I'm not listening. That's to usually you. my
0: go-to. I usually say, "Don't tell me what to do," but I do it anyway.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing is like, I don't like. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, "What do you do? Are you fucking loser?" But I mean, like. If I have an idea, or if I have something, I'm going to be like, hey, maybe you should do this and do this. Let's try this move instead of this move. Like, But I'm going to be like calm about it. That's one of the reasons why I don't talk playing Overwatch, because people are rarely calm about anything.
0: Yep. And that's a lot of... Honestly, that's a lot of multiplayer games, and that's why it excites me that I'm getting to know more people that are playing PC, or... That we can get together in game because yeah. uh, it's just it's just more comfortable
1: you yeah it's true and uh, i look forward to like hopefully being able to play like good games with people so that we can actually do stuff like that cool. that'd be cool i know we're not probably going to play mmos because that's kind of like a you and me thing it's like an acquired taste so uh on the topic of like world of warcraft or classic you know me. Like, I'm a pretty big fan of like collector's editions. Like I'll buy that stuff. Like I'm into that. I have the Stormblood collector's edition, the statue. I've got the um, Elder Scrolls Online uh, Morrowind collector's edition. I've got Battle for Azeroth Legion collector's edition. I've got uh, one of my favorite ones, which is Horizon Zero Dawn collector's edition oh it's so beautiful i just found out like last week that classic is coming out with the collector's edition with a statue of like ragnaros and he's all gold and it comes with like two mounts and it comes with like art prints and it has all this beautiful stuff in it do you know how much it is
0: hold on i'm trying to see this
1: it's it's only a hundred dollars
0: isn't it, It's not the World of Warcraft 15th anniversary. Yes, character. yes, that's it. Yeah, that's sold out, bro. I don't know what
1: you're no, trying no, to do. No, 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 no. The pre-order is sold out. And it's sold out within hours and or days of its release back in May. It comes out next month, but I was reading on it. Some of the devs didn't even get a chance to pre-order it. Mm-hmm. So they're considering bringing out another wave... Or of pre-orders or they're considering giving some stores back stock and back order so websites like Newegg uh, Amazon stores like Walmart and I believe Target are going to be given uh, a very limited, s- supply. limited supply of like shelf sell and I, I was looking at even GameStop was carrying them, but they didn't. Their pre orders dead. So I was like, M, I don't want to support GameStop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do uh, like the
0: mount that they, yeah.
1: yeah, those mounts are cool. But the thing is, like, it's only $100. And I'm like, oh, dude, I got to get this. Man, I saw people on eBay the other day selling them for like $150, 170 And one dude had at least 10 to sell. I'm like, how the hell are they pre-ordering so many? Like, yeah, like
0: well, they have different accounts. Like that's
1: that's crap, dude. Like that's so stupid. And then and that pissed me off because like they're just upselling it. And the thing is like I, I was like, oh, it's only 150 bucks. I was like, yeah, that's a good deal. I'll buy that. But then I saw that it was only a hundred dollars. I was like, these bitches. <laughs> I was I was like, man, like I really want that. Like honestly. I, I'm gonna try my hardest to get that. So October first, or October? Oh shoot, when is it? We're gonna be
0: a quick. At BlizzCon, ain't it?
1: See, that's the other thing I thought about. I thought it says
0: scheduled to deliver before the end of October. So one of the things I was thinking is like, will they have this at BlizzCon?
1: That's what I'm thinking too. And I'm and if they are, I would wait and I'd buy it there. But they haven't said a word. No but they do have Basically, uh, you're going
0: to try and get it as soon as possible, but if you don't, it sure. could be like your last. Yeah. Maybe.
1: <laughs> I think my my range of purchasing it is $150. I would oh, m-
0: mine's like $100. I, I mean,
1: I'm, I I might, might it push it to 170, but the thing is like 170 is too much. Like 150 I I can live with that. But 170? Nah, man. You you you're really pinching people for that. Like that's crap. Like don't buy 10. Like I hope you sell none, and then I can buy one. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. But
0: it's it's not even the game; it's just a statue.
1: No, it's it's like the code for the game. It comes with like the game time, and it comes with like a subscription, like a subscription 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 time. The codes for the mounts, uh, art prints, the statue, and I think it comes with a pin. I don't care about the pin, but you know. Comes with a mouse pad. Mouse pad. But, yeah, I saw that. And then I was like, man, that's pretty cool. And then while I was on there, uh, it looks like Blizzard is having their clearance sale. They've got some good stuff on sale, yo. Like They're having it going right now. Like a lot of stuff. Like sweatshirts, t-shirts, shorts, hats. Uh, just like random junk. Socks. Because apparently I'm into socks <laughs> now. Um so like they had some cool things on there and and i was like oh that looks pretty good but oh and books they're having a book sale this week so if you if you want to buy some books they're pretty cheap that's pretty cool there's some some pretty cool things on there and one of the big things on there that they're having is um they're they're selling one of the original servers for the legacy servers for charity did you see that
0: I'm seeing it now, yeah. Do you
1: see that it's thing? That's so the awesome. blade. yo, that's so awesome. <laughs> so like it's cool because like it it's oh this is what it says. It's been a truly epic fifteen years of World of Warcraft. And what better way to commemorate this monumentous event than to purchase a piece of WoW history, all while benefiting benefiting a great cause. And the cause for is is a charity known as Pencils of Promise. It's kind of like a, a charity that helps. It's about global education or, and organizations and just kind of creating after school programs for children and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Like, it's a good cause and it's a really cool thing. Like, if I had space and disposable income, I'd <laughs> You'd buy have it. a piece of surfer. <laughs> a piece of surfer. Oh, oh, that'd be so awesome! Like, that'd be great. That
0: is. Uh i don't know didn't they do this before and that's how they had to go back and be like hey if one of y'all purchased this can we borrow it <laughs> to
1: get our stuff back i don't know about that but that sounds funny and i would definitely let them borrow it too
0: because i think when we were there that one year they were talking about classic they said like we had no it was the year after i was re- i was watching it on, on tv or on because i signed up for the uh the digital pass which i will not ever do again because it was garbage
1: <laughs> yeah the virtual ticket isn't as as good as it used to be uh, it, was,
0: it was straight up garbage i'm not i'm never paying for that again it, it's not as good as it used to be
1: um because for now you can pretty much watch everything on youtube
0: yeah not only that like you didn't get anything like i think i got like a. Uh, I got to play the classic for like a little while but it was only for like a level or two or something it was just uh, yeah uh,
1: yeah totally not worth it. it wasn't the best um but that's okay that's okay
0: it's not okay it's, it's okay
1: but no, no so, it's not but 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 honestly like in my head i in my head i have like this image of what i want for like a home and i want it to be like like a. Like a like a monument hall of like all the collector's editions,
0: like your hallway.
1: Yeah. Also in my dream, that's also in my dream, I'm apparently a millionaire. So <laughs> nice. But that's probably not gonna you just happen. Gotta,
0: I mean, you just whenever you go for uh, with a realtor, be like, I need a, a nice hall.
1: I need a monument it's hallway.
0: Like I need it.
1: I need to be able to put like pedestals with like their own lights and, and glass boxes. That's what I'm looking for. Um. <laughs> so
0: you can finally, instead of, ha- I think some of this stuff you just have stored away, don't
1: you? Yeah, a lot of it. Oh my God, so sad. Yeah, I know. But with that, let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> so, any lasting remarks there, Fredo?
0: Yeah, I mean, just catch us on Twitter at me. I'm at DigiTavern. No, wait. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm at the DigiTavern. Yeah, just find us at uh, social media. I'm at Databots with the Uh Z. You're at J114, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, yeah, have a good time. Uh, thanks for listening to us again. Uh, hopefully you tune in for our lore books whenever that comes out. And uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah, lore books is coming out pretty soon. And make sure to tune in for episode five, where we talk immersion. And also, go look at the website. Make Fredo do Not more yet. work to it. Make him do more Not work. Yet. Go look at it. We'll see you guys next time. Here on... This is where you say... It. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. Alright, no, no, I'm on, on, on the DigiTaver. Tune in next time on the DigiTaver. Ba-da-ba-ba. and this is where i go
0: into my hand boning yeah no, no no
1: i'm gonna keep that bye <laughs>